Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to tune in and check us out. Uh, we hope you're safe and healthy wherever you are. Uh, it's kind of a nightmare out there. Uh, we are your friends game, an actual play role play podcast where we'll play pretend for your amusement. My name's Colin and I'll be your dungeon master. And I'm joined by my co-hosts and adventurers, David. Yo. Ian. Hey, hey, hey. Kevin. Hello. Megan. Hi. And Cora. Hello. Mama, I made it. <laughs> it's finally, <laughs> it's finally a thing. This is for the folks at home. You know, this is what, like the third attempt at doing this? <laughs> this is a lot more than three. That's really underselling um, it. I, I would say second. Second. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I mean, idealistically, this is the second serious we, attempt. We, we still have the recordings from attempt number one. Yeah, but this is like the remake where we have a budget and then people say the original was better. Yeah. This is like the the college version of the high school podcast. Sir, I've seen the original Dead and the subsequent remakes. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> oh, we're starting early. Oh, no. I mean, is there any other time to start the banner? No. Well, all right. So, you know, we're starting off with D&D 5th Edition. Obviously, that'll branch out later on, but why don't we go around the table, and y'all can just tell me who y'all are playing. So, Megan? Well, uh, <laughs> it's my first time. I'm really nervous, but super, super excited. Uh, I am playing a uh, folk hero, hill dwarf cleric named Peppermint Kettle Whistle. She goes by <laughs> Pepper for short. Um, I definitely spent way too long coming up with that, um, but I'm super excited to play her. And uh, she has become somewhat of a baby of mine, and I hope that I do her justice and also bring a little bit of uh, joy and happiness to this podcast. Next. <laughs> Ian. Okay. Uh, I'm playing Bjorn Horncarver. I That's am so a Goliath Barbarian. He is a uh, soldier for hire, mercenary who uh, left his mountain home and tribe to uh, prove his strength to the bear god, Kodia, in order to uh, win honor and glory so that he may be allowed to enter the hibernal cave of heroes. Dude, I love the D&D names. <laughs> I, I, I love the names. I've never heard any of this in my entire life. I, I made that up like... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That was, sort of, that was like half ad lib. I had Codio before, but the Hibernal Cave of Heroes is something new. Okay, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, who are you playing? Hello. Uh, I'm playing Azuk Timbers, the <laughs> illusion <laughs> wizard rock gnome. And oh, I've, uh, and I've struggled uh, most of my life, and I you know, try to make everyone happy by showing them cute little illusions and not stealing from them at all. Yeah. David, who are you playing? I am playing the last member of a clan, enslaved, forced into servitude for generations, unto the red-suited overseer, who would lord over us with his lash. Oh my god. And he would say, ho, ho, ho. No! <laughs> you may call the one who I will be rolling for, sugar plum, cobble twinkle, or you may just call him Larry. God. Cora, who are you playing? <laughs> I'm playing a ranger, who's a half-elf, named Nyx. Love that. I have no background, because I don't give a shit. <laughs> hey, that rhymed. 
Did it? Well done. Yay! <laughs> her her story will it'll develop up, over time. appear over yeah. time. It'll be fine. It's the best way to do it, or so I've been told. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll develop organically. I'm not worried about it. Okay. Well, with that, I think we should start. We'll just go right in. So, uh, you know, before we, you know, came, I gave you all the option, one of two options of where to start. And everyone sort of picked differently. So I'm going to have one group that I'm going to start with, and then I'll switch over to the other group. So with that, let's begin. Three figures appear on a dirt road gone to mud, shivering in a thick fog. They've been walking for some time, and some miles behind them, the churning walls of a monstrous tempest dissipate, the roaring winds replaced by the gentle pitter-patter of a light rain. The first figure is the tallest, a slender woman clad in worn leather armor, whose fair skin has surely known the shade of many trees. Her eyes are a warm amber, and the pointed tips of her ears poke through long auburn hair. The second figure is, coincidentally, also the second in stature. Dwarf stock, to be sure. She is stocky and dense, and her broad chest and well-defined arms snugly fit her chainmail shirt. A tussled mop of brown hair frames a tanned and freckled face with deep, mossy green eyes. The final figure of this group is the smallest by far, and cuts the least imposing silhouette. He is small, a gnome, but well-dressed, though the climate has made short work of his buttoned shirt and trousers. His black hair and eyes complement his dark skin nicely. So here we have Nyx, Pepper, and Zook. <laughs> Can you spell Rag Zook tag team. Is he okay? Zook. Okay. Oh, okay. Not like Facebook. Zook. And you can. Okay, so Nyx. Pepper and Zook, you all find yourselves in a very dense fog. And between the thick fog and the clouded sky, it's kind of difficult to determine the time of day. But you are deposited onto what looks to be a well-traveled, muddy road with deep wagon ruts cut into it. And other than that, you know, the visibility is very poor. So uh, there's not much really in the way of landmarks for you to see immediately. Did we just arrive here? You've been walking about two miles through this weather. You don't even necessarily even know each other. You just sort of stuck together out of uh, predicament. Did we even question the fact that we just suddenly appeared next to these people? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not one to complain, but the weather's pretty bad. I hope it gets a little bit better. But uh, thanks for carrying me, guys. I'm really short. And I just, you know, my little legs just can't. Yeah, me too, but you don't see me getting carried. Yeah, well, you didn't ask. Are you being carried physically? Did you ask? Yes. He just snuck into one of your backpacks. <laughs> that was actually his way of asking. Yeah. Of course I did. Well, obviously, next, that means you, you're, I mean, there ain't no way I'm carrying no in my short little stubby legs. Yeah, but you're um, the strongest. about to say, this your is strength strong. is much higher than mine. I am very tall and very slender. You know what? I feel like Pepper's just got that much of uh, density and stubbornness that she'd be like, all right, hop on, asshole. Yes. You're carrying me like a football. <laughs> Underneath my arms. <laughs> just like, Jesus, you could stand to s- drop a little bit of the mead now. He doesn't want his dress shoes to get muddy. Thank you. They're expensive. So, 
while y'all are bantering, um, there's a noise coming from directly, in, or from what you can gauge is in front of you, and it sounds uh, sort of like a rhythmic, uh, a rhythmic thumping, almost like running. So fast-paced? Relatively. Are there multiple feet? Yes, technically. Do you guys it's not. It's not one. Well, it's, it's one foot. More it's like than a, one it's, foot. It's a pogo <laughs> stick. Multiple pairs of feet. Oh no. <laughs> multiple pairs of feet. Uh, Zip, yeah. you had something you to say? Yeah. With one leg hopping down. Yeah, in the in the dark. How much further do we have to go? I have no idea. Oh. You're not the one doing the walking, so why do you care? From here? Suddenly, you hear a very loud squealing as a very large sow bounds out of the mist directly in front of you. <laughs> Pepper's like, I got it! She, she drops She immediately drops Zook and just runs towards oh, the pig. You're just <laughs> face down in the mud. Please. Just, covered, just covered in mud, and I'm just, just standing there this. watching this dwarf rustle. Pepper pig. is absolutely booking it towards the pig. Tackles it, wrestles it, wrestles it. Okay, make a strength check. This is what I get dropped okay. for. This is my first check. <laughs> okay, so I can't wait to I witness this. I can't. You're just like you're, you're gonna, uh, <laughs> No, you're just like standing yeah, there covered in mud okay, trying so to like <laughs> clean yourself off like very okay. drowning. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna roll strength and tell me uh strength mm-hmm. plus some plus your modifier. Which is plus two. Right. And do you have proficiency in strength? Wait, oh, sorry. Fine. Um That's no. Joke. That's a six. So the pig surges out of the mist and you know, you run. Pepper runs forward drops and Zook runs forward. Drops Zook. Yes, thank you. <laughs> drops Zook face first into the mud. Sorry for your dress pants. <laughs> and you, you can just feel your hands sink into the flesh of its jowl, like just. Well, well, first of all, are you? I'm assuming that you're like strong arming it. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, what, what are you doing to the pig, Megan? Well, uh, honestly, I wanted to get it on its. <laughs> I wanted to get it on its back. <laughs> So that I mean, I do have some rope in my backpack, so I wanted to get it on its back and kind of like hog tie its feet together. Well, okay, well that's going to be multiple rolls. No, no, never mind. <laughs> but uh, what if I just wanted to sock it right in the face? Are you, okay. You just go punch it, punch it. So Pepper runs up and successfully punches the shit. <laughs> yeah. Out of this pig, so you manage to strong arm the sow and throw it onto its side, where it, you know, it just sort of lays there in the mud, contented. Good, great. You know, you've taken all of the energy out of this stampeding pig. Uh, Zook is still in the mud. <laughs> and I just reach down and just kind of pull him up out of the mud, and it makes a really gross, like, oh, noise. Thank you. At least somebody's helping. <laughs> and then I drop you again. No respect. The pig's tail is batting when, in the distance, you see a, a light bobbing in the fog. Um, it actually looks to be fairly low to the ground, about Zook's height. And after several minutes, you know, you start to hear a voice emerge, a very irate voice. And you just hear, God's alive, Sue Ellen! I'm gonna have your hide! It and looks like someone's trying to re- retrieve their uh, prized pig. Pepper says, well, I'm out! <laughs> and out of the mist emerges a kobold. Oh, no. A kobold is a little lizard man. They're about like three feet tall. So why'd you guys go, oh no? Because where there's one, there's more. He runs up with a little hobble, and you can see that he's got a lantern in his right hand that's shaking all over the place. And uh, he hobbles up to you, 
and stops to catch his breath. And you can see that uh, he has some bronze scales, like he's bronze-colored, and he's wearing a sort of battered coverall outfit. He walked up to Peppermint? He walked up... Oh, no, and, Pepper ran. No, he, he walked up next to the pig and stopped. Oh. Great. And starts just... I'm not standing near the pig, which is why I was wondering. Oh, I, 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 I We're see. standing further back. I Pepper see. tackled it and booked it behind a tree. I'm going to call out. So you're off the road in the woods? Yes. Hey, oh, is, that is this your pig? We stopped it for you. We? No one, stop. <laughs> Don't, this is our plan. You can't just foil the plan before it even happens. <laughs> sir, sir, we, we stopped this pig for you. And so you see him, he's, he's sort of sitting there with one hand on, his, on one of his legs, and he's just, uh, God's aflame, Sue Allen. I just, you know that Troutman's going to have my hide. Thank you for uh, for catching Sue Ellen here. I I wouldn't have been able to get her otherwise. Pepper comes out from behind the tree. I did it! <laughs> it was me! Team effort. <clears throat> Who is this man you speak of? Oh, Troutman's the uh, proprietor of the inn up the road. There's an inn up the road? There is. I happen to work there. Food. And he, uh, he produces a, uh, a long-stemmed pipe out of his coveralls and starts to tap it to knock the old tobacco out, where he promptly uh, repacks it and lights it up. And he sort of takes a couple of puffs off of it. He leans back. He's planted the, the lantern in the mud, and he's sort of propped up on the, uh, the sow's stomach at this point. And he's just sort of you know leaning back, and he says, ah, and he exhales a long contrail of smoke. And he goes, closest I'll ever be to fire breathing, eh? <sighs> says, but yeah. We awkwardly chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the pig's just hanging out, doing its thing. I'll, I'll so, whisper to Nick's, man, this guy's a comedian. He's really funny. I just stare at you. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to blossom into a beautiful relationship, I already know. I do love it. Mm. How far down the road is this in? Not very far. He's like, I can, I can take you there. That you know, would I be could, wonderful. I owe you that much for helping me out. You're welcome. Fabulous. We do a spectacular job, don't we, team? I like <laughs> squish more mud in your direction. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, he picks up the lantern. He says, it's not far, just up the road a ways, and could at least give you a warm meal and a bed. Yes, that would be fantastic. Thank you so much. Is there dirt? Uh, there's, uh, there's technically dirt everywhere. Great. Aren't you in dirt right now? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I he 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 grabs a uh, a bit of rope that was lost in Sue Ellen's folds, and he starts to uh, coax her back, <laughs> coax her back up the road. And I have a pure look of disgust upon my face. She, she, she's a big pig. Man, he must be a wizard too. He just pulled out of nowhere. No, it was not wizardry. Oh, and could have fooled me. And you begin Pepper's to... like Zook. You can ride the pig if you want. <laughs> Free ride and sleep. Fantastic. It's really my day. Well, oh, no. after <laughs> he a, after he coaxes the pig up out of the mud and starts going back down the road, you follow him. And from there, we will cut to the other half of our party. We find ourselves in the common area of an inn. There's only two, well, I should say, there's three people 
in the inn currently. A large ash-colored Goliath with a deep red beard, wild red hair, and they're both festooned with various uh, clasps and tribal beads. He's not wearing much, mainly some tattered furs and really enough to cover his modesty, while the rest of him is, you know, covered in what appear to be tribal tattoos. Because of his size, he is sitting on two chairs at a table alone. Sort of comically, your knees are about up to the the height of the, the tabletop proper. Whereas closer to the corner of the room, we have a much more slender, much more slight individual. A high elf with dark hair and dark eyes and skin that's almost like porcelain, but with surprisingly rosy cheeks. And you could tell he sort of decided to sit on his own far away from anyone else. The marshmallows and my cocoa remind me of the teeth of my ancestors bobbing oh. in the fields, floating, floating, floating. Oh, God. Well, uh, there's a modest uh, soot-stained hearth that's, you know, breathing a little bit of warmth into the room. Conversation is relatively sparse. Uh, you can... The innkeeper, Calder Troutman, is behind the bar. And you can see that he's conversing with a cook behind a sort of kitchen window. We are now introduced to Bjorn and Larry. <laughs> Bjorn is going to go to the bar and figure out that the, figure out if they serve mutton in this establishment because Bjorn is hungry. Okay. Well, Bjorn stands up and has a near miss with a ceiling beam. Occupational hazard. As it is. Uh, you approach the bar. And it's fairly clean. Uh, you notice that uh, the proprietor, Calder Troutman, is turned around. He's not facing you. Um, but behind the bar, you notice that there's lar- like large casks, uh, various glasses and drinkware. And um, you know the walls of this room are sort of festooned with uh, what appear to be like uh, fishing items, like nets and fishing rods, along with you know various uh, different catches that have been stuffed and put up. Uh, but he uh, he doesn't notice you. He seems to be talking with the cook in the kitchen. Is there like a uh, like barmaid, a uh, a- any sort of other wait staff just hanging around? No, the only the only people here are you, uh, the strange looking high elf in the corner, and the proprietor. Um, I'm gonna wait for them to finish their conversation because I may be a barbarian, but I'm not an animal. And you see, he starts to uh, to chuckle when uh, you notice that the uh, the cook in the kitchen. A, uh, a half-orc woman sort of uh, nods in your direction, and he uh, he turns around. He's got, uh, like, an apron over his shirt, and he's got a uh, sort of like a mutton chop okay. thing going on with his facial hair. I uh, I flex my traps at him in greetings. He sort of, like, he quizzically raises his eyebrows over uh, his, his little reading skepticals, and he, like, smiles a little bit, and he's like, oh. oh no. <laughs> and then he flexes a little bit. This is a, uh, what can I do for you, big man? What uh, What's on the menu at this fine establishment? I've what? had a long journey and I'm quite hungry. <laughs> what uh, what, what would you like? Got mutton? We do. We've all, I would love some mutton. We've also got eternal stew, if that's something that you uh, are interested in. Uh, you know, that sounds good, but uh, I'm really feeling some mutton right now. You know, I haven't been home in a while. I was raised on mutton. Kind of oh. feeling it. Okay. Mutton, anything else? Uh, you got any dwarven dwarven ale? We do. <laughs> Did you have to ask? I'll take a... I know, I thought so too. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> pepper. 
That, that's a uh, that's like a Christmas and Goliath Easter sort of thing. <laughs> well, damn. Not really. This but... part is not gonna last very long. Oh God, the baby Bjorn was a trap. But anyway, uh, I'll take a flagon of uh, dwarven ale or um, strong ale you got. Okay. And he turns around to the uh, the kitchen window. And you can see him talk to the cook, and he sort of he turns around and he says, "All right, uh, I'll bring it to you in a couple of minutes." Okay, I will uh, find a spot that can accommodate my considerable bulk, and uh, eagerly await my uh, warm mutton and ale. You're very well spoken for a man of the mountains. <laughs> well, I may be a barbarian, but I'm not an idiot, or an animal, oh, well. or an animal either. Well. I like to defy stereotypes here. You know what? I can appreciate that. And he starts I, I, cleaning off a glass for you. Would you like to do anything, Larry? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> My character will take his uh, comically large coffee mug of cocoa back up to the bar and stare dead-eyed at the barkeep after he's just taken his order. Hey, fat man. I knew a fat man like you, once dressed in red, oppressed my people. How about we call it even if I toss you a couple coppers? And you fill this mug back up with some cocoa, hot chocolate, if you would. Throw in some elven wine, brandy wine, if you will, and add a swizzle stick of peppermint. And maybe, just maybe, I'll be able to take my mind off why I hate everybody who looks like you. Well, I can't say that I have cocoa, but, uh, you know, you remind me of someone. If you tell me to cobble you anything, I swear to God, I will show you exactly what thieves' tools can do to tiny little wheels. And by tiny wheels, I mean a man's ears. Now I know who you remind me of. My daughter. <laughs> She's got an attitude kind of like that. And you know what? I can appreciate it. She's got a strong arm and a strong will. She likes her weapons like she likes her meat. Red. Same. I can respect it. The red and the green. And I slide him a couple of, copper, couple of coppers. I hope you're marking that on your character sheet. <laughs> a couple of, of coppers. Uh, what, what can I get you? I mean, I don't have cocoa, but I have ale. I have water. Yes. And you see. Mixed together. <laughs> he just he gives you a really watered down ale. <laughs> you got anything I could uh, add to this? Pretend it's a swizzle stick and some marshmallows. He goes, uh, and he looks around. Pieces of fucking bread, okay? He, he takes an, what looks to be a, the dregs that he wiped off of a, a table earlier with a rag, and it's just a what looks to be a little sprig of celery, and he just sticks it in and gives it to you. Donkey shits. And mm. I take it. And then I just return, and I look at the Goliath. You're awfully tall. I've never climbed a mountain that tall, but I bet I could hack my way up it if I was given enough money. And by money, I mean any reason at all. Are, are you making a pass at me? Not on the first date. I kind of just stare at the uh, very forward elf talking to me. I just turn around and walk back to my table and take my uh, <clears throat> bread-laden, weak and watered ale. Okay, well, I'm going to go back to waiting for my food and pretending like that never happened. It only takes a couple of minutes before uh, you can smell the mutton. In the window. Fantastic. The proprietor grabs the uh, the mutton and the ale, and he makes his way. It's a, it seems to be a rather slow night, considering that only you and the elf are the only people in the common room. 
Calder makes his way over to you, slides the mutton in front of you along with the ale, and he also goes and crosses the room and gives another watered-down ale to your elf friend as a sign of good faith. Okay. Didn't realize we were friends yet, but okay. Have I ever told you, he says. Is he talking to me or the elf? To both of you. Okay. He's loud enough that the whole room, that he's talking to the whole room. So he's just talking to an empty tavern, got it. Essentially. All right. Have I ever told you about the time that I drove the Kuotoa out of this area? No, because uh, I just met you, but all right. Well, I, I, I'm game. I'm game for, you know, a story with my dinner. Well, believe me, it was quite the adventure. And there, we will cut back to our other group. You have just made it to a building that has appeared out of the mist. Is it just a standalone building? Can we tell? No. From what you can see, there it's a very large three-story building. And you can see that there seems to be like a barn and like a horse stable out behind it. You see that this inn, this building, uh, the eaves are choked with like creeping ivy and like sphagnum moss. Uh, it's got a wildly unkempt and overgrown garden that almost looks like it's like clawing at the first floor windows. And it seems to be sort of like bursting out of the cobbles leading up to the front door. Uh, the windows are grimy, you know, but there's a warm sort of comforting glow coming out of them. And thin, thin wisps of smoke are curling from the leaning chimney. The dormers and the windows seem to be sagging on the upper levels. The roof's missing a couple of shingles. But otherwise, you know, it seems to be a rather homely-looking establishment. Uh, a chipped and peeling sign hangs from chains above the door. A green garden lizard, listless, floating in a tankard of ale. The lucky lizard. And at that, the kobold bids you adieu. He takes, you know, his rope and the sow, Sue Ellen, and he says, once again, thank you for helping me catch this old broad. I gotta go pen her up, but give my regards to Troutman, and I'm sure that he'll hook you up. Pepper says goodbye to Sue Ellen, but not the kobold. He looks at you, eyes you suspiciously. Thank you, sir, for leading the way to our fantastic destination that we had planned beforehand. <laughs> Zook eyes the party. Mm. Menacingly. Pepper looks at Nyx. Mm. I'm just staring disgustedly at the kobold and the pig. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the kobold and the pig and I look back at the lucky lizard sign <laughs> and I look back at the kobold and the pig as they walk away and I say, He's... well, I guess this is it. And I walk through the door. Pepper follows. Am I tall enough to open the door? Probably not. We're going to close behind you. I scurry behind them. Make sure make sure I can get Better in. Better be quick. <laughs> quick I'm on your feet, gnome. I'm trying. My legs are so short. This is a problem. And as you're opening the door, you hear, ever told you the time that I drove the Kuotoa out of this area? And you can see a very jolly-looking large man, uh, apparently in conversation with a very large, large man and a very disinterested elf man everyone here is so tall i like my group before they didn't make me feel so bad about my height but uh, i guess this is what i had to settle for right i just stared down at you <laughs> pepper stares up at the goliaths in awe stars in her eyes absolutely amazed wants to go up and talk to them ask if they want to wrestle but is containing herself well, we might as well go talk to... What was his name again? You first! Troutman? Tr Troutman! 
Is there a Troutman in here? My voice, uh, you know, obviously my voice doesn't carry very. Is my voice, is, is Troutman here? Squeak it. And he turns behind around. Everyone. I'm still behind them. But... So you can't see yourself? No, he, like you're just he, hiding he, behind the two of us and there's Troutman just this here? tiny voice. <laughs> Looks like it's coming from one of us. <laughs> is Troutman here? Yeah. <laughs> and Troutman turns around and you can see he's like cleaning his hands on his apron. His filthy apron. And he says, hey? Hey. Yeah. Who, who, who's, <laughs> it's like who's the, that the it? tool man Taylor noise. <laughs> uh, uh? <laughs> We were told to talk to you. Uh, we rescued your pig. Sta- are you still standing yes, behind us? Yes. Okay. We rescued your pig as a team. Rescued my pig. P- Sue Ellen. Sue Ellen got out again. No, of course. Yes. Yeah. 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 She did. Does Does Troutman notice that neither of us that he can see is talking? Pepper's actually stepping on his feet <laughs> as would, he speaks. Would you Would you mind? He just try, tries to take his feet from under your. Uh... <laughs> A little close for comfort there, but uh, uh, you don't look like you have that small of a voice. Over here. Pepper's like, what do you mean by that? (laughs) 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 And he starts peering. He like peers over you. He looks around around Nix's shoulder. Or am I what? He looks over you. There you go. Down here. Oh. Oh. How old are you? Are you are you a child? <laughs> are you are you one of theirs? No, absolutely no. not. I'm an adult. Okay, you're a very little man. Okay, wait. I'm well, gonna open this window. Pepper's laughing maniacally. Meanwhile, the uh, the Goliath is just peering uninterestedly, uh, just chewing on this mutton. <laughs> it uh it reminds me of home. Mutton is a bit of a delicacy among my people. The mountain ram, the mountain goat, sustains us on the hard cold mountain we're goliaths we live on a fucking mountain i'll, I'll very aggressively walk towards uh the barkeep troutman oh, troutman of course <laughs> troutman, of course of course troutman look sir troutman uh, yeah a cobalt friend of yours oh you met gershel yeah gershel he pepper uh, just starts laughing what was his name gershel yeah. he's, he's uh uh our groundskeeper gershel great great person uh, that was nice. We we helped cool pig. him. Yeah, yeah, we helped him. I just um, look at you again and say we. We helped him. Okay, I nod aggressively towards. Yes, we all helped him. <laughs> he said. He said on his word. Correct, Pepper. Her eyes are rolling into the back of her head, but she nods. He said that we would have a place to stay because we saved Sue Ellen, the Sue pig. Ellen. She, right? she she is an escape artist. Oh, of course. Well, this wouldn't be the first time. Jesus and honestly, I, I do really appreciate you uh, helping Gershel out because uh, he's got a bum leg and he probably wouldn't have been able to catch her on his own. Look, to be honest, it, it's my pleasure to help. I, I, I've done all that I could. The pig's so slippery. You know, it, it, Ger- Gershel really needed some help. Right, 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 fellas? Right, guys? Girls? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm pretty hungry. I don't know. If, what kind of food do you have here? Uh, we got mutton. We have eternal stew. What uh? What what picture? Uh, I, I look at him and I'm like eternal, eternal stew. Yeah, it's you know we don't really we don't really wash the pot out. We just keep adding things to it. It's constantly over a fire. The pepper's like right up my alley. Give me a bowl. That's what I want. Yeah. It sounds Shutter. great. It's just all, all over a fire all the time, and as it gets lower, we just keep adding stuff to it. Perfect. I just shudder, like visibly, just shake. <laughs> pepper's like, I have some grass in my backpack. Did you want some of that? No, I don't. 
Oh, thanks for offering. Right, listen, I'm just trying to be accommodating. <laughs> uh, I'm like a vegan elf. <laughs> I won't eat that. That's no, the okay. idea. No, absolutely not. You just eat daffodils or something. I'll, I'll, I'll. You're pretty like a flower. Force some Aww. coins into his hand. I'll dig it out and I slap it in his hand. Can I have some mutton, please? Of course. Did you say free? Yeah. Free food and mail? It's a tip, though. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. actually very nice. He's being very, very hospitable. He's gracing us with some stories of his past life. Which we haven't heard yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pepper's Where like, we... what were you saying? Wait, mutton? Mutton? Yeah. You would like mutton? Okay. And so he goes over. One moment, he says. And he, he runs back over to the kitchen window and gives another word to the cook. And he runs back over. And he says, now, where was I? Oh, the Kuotoa. If you look on that far wall over there, you see that, that big stuffed head over there. It's very large. And sure enough, on the far wall, there is what appears to be a very large stuffed fish head. It's got really he's, large... Uh, uh, he's still like kind of doing this out loud to the whole room, right? To, to the whole room, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look up too. Okay. As I'm eating, as I'm stuffing my face with, you know, delicious mutton. Yes. You see this stuffed head on the on the far wall, and it's got this large yellow eye that's like the size of a dinner plate, and it's got this long sort of hinged jaw filled with these like translucent needle-like teeth. It's covered in scales and almost like one of those anglerfish sort of uh, dangly, yeah, lore sort of coming off of the head. Dangly bit. Right. That over there was the terror fiend of the Pigment Bay. Now, we got hired... And my, I say we, me and Imra, my wife, and you look over in the kitchen, there's Imra, the half-orc, cooking away, stirring that large pot of eternal stew. Imra and I, and Gershel, we were hired to come down here because the previous owners of this establishment were being extorted by bandits. Now, they said that these people sort of came up here out of a nearby cove and demanded protection money. You know, they wanted us to get rid of these bandits. We make our way down to this cove, and we don't find any bandits. We end up finding a man strapped to a rock by some rope. Looked like he had been skinned with oyster shells. Like something left him to be salted by the sea wind. So so Gershel and Ema and Trilin were all hired to dispatch of some bandits, right? Yes. And then they... Some smugglers. Oh, yeah. smugglers. Bandits, smugglers. Of the same, you know, vein. I got an eraser, it's fine. <laughs> smugglers, yes. Everything in this cove, I mean, it looked like some people were staying there, but at, by the time we got to it, it looked ransacked. This man strapped to this rock kept saying, they came out of the water. They came out of the water. And really even saw what he was talking about. But it wouldn't be until a handful of days later that we would understand when these Kuotoa... These fishmen came out of the water to attack us and the inn. Come to find out, this thing, this trench fiend, had united a bunch of clans under the water. You know, they had been plaguing shipping in the area for months beforehand. And now here they were, come to burn down the inn. <sighs> Those were the days. And you hear from the kitchen a gruff female voice. Is he telling you about that damn head on the wall? <laughs> Again? He sort of looks over his shoulder and smiles kind of coyly to himself. He says, ah, oh, what a woman. You should... Uh, you should Pepper says, is your wife single? 
You should see her when she, uh, and then you hear from the kitchen window a tone of warning. Calder. And he sort of smiles and keeps it to himself. That's cute. Anyway, they came up out of the water, and, and suddenly the door opens to the inn, and a new individual walks in, a, a young man, a human man, in sort of leather armor and a cherry red cloak. And he, he walks in and he says, Which one of you is Troutman? Calder, Troutman? And he holds up a sheaf of paper. Troutman? Calder, Troutman? And Calder turns and says, that, uh, I, that's me. And he says, oh, I'm, I'm here about your cow. You said you, you reported a missing cow? And, he's, <laughs> and, and he says, oh, yes, yes, uh, excuse me. And so he, he goes off to deal with this newcomer. Does anyone want to do anything? I'll walk up to uh, the large, the lar- very large, very large man <laughs> who's enjoying his mutton. Ma, you're a tall one. I'm average height for my people. Amazing. Can you see me? We I'm are down con- here. We, we are conversing, are we not? Oh, okay. Well, my name is Zook. Nice to meet you. you. You can call me Bjorn. Nice to meet you as well. Absolutely. I'll slap his knees because I can't touch his hands. Don't do that. Tall. <laughs> gotcha. All right. I would... What do you want, little man? Oh, I'm good. I just want to say hi. Well, introduce myself. Say hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I'm going to go back to eating my mutton and drinking my ale. Oh, I tap him on the knee again. Hey, sorry to bother you again. Do you happen to know the gentleman in the... Who, the elf? Uh, yeah, tall person. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a real friendly type. You should go talk to him. Gladly. Thank you, you so much. I you're tap welcome. I tap him on the knee again, and I'll I'd, like scurry over as fast as I can carry my little legs. I'm going to smirk as I uh, cut into my mutton for another delicious bite. I'm he's just not... sitting here witnessing this, waiting for him to just get squished. <laughs> While I'm uh, just for him while to get he's doing that, I'm gonna destroyed. go take my ale and I'm gonna go look at the uh, Kuatoa head. Okay. Pepper scurries over to Bjorn and nudges him and says, "I'll give you twenty copper to go squish that guy." Which one? Well, can you squish the high elf next to you? Didn't think so. I meant the gnome. <laughs> I mean, I probably could honestly, but um, we'll talk. Let me finish my beer first. Hey, I actually just gave you my last 20 copper. Can you buy me one? I I have to respect the hustle. I'll buy her a beer. Why not? Sweet. <laughs> Pepper sits back on the sofa that's next to the fireplace that I just put there with my own imagination. Sure, and there's a sofa. kicks her feet up onto the coffee table that I also just put there with my own imagination. Okay. And awaits her beer. Are you sitting in a chair, or is it a booth, or something? Is there any booth? Is it only tables and chairs and the sofa? I I'm sitting in the middle of the room, staring at nothing. <laughs> are you sta- are you sitting on the ground? It's kind of like PTSD. It's 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 like there's chairs. This is basically you know the Applebee's of the fantasy world, and there's bric-a-brac on the wall, including you know the Koa, Krakatoa or Koatoa. Krakatoa. <laughs> <laughs> The head on there, and the guy just told you about his his illustrious kill at, next to like an old tennis racket and like a farm uh, implement. Quick question: Does head? What's the in, what's, what's the innkeeper's name? Huh? What's the innkeeper's name? Uh, <laughs> oh my god! No, no, no! That's the that's the football. Troutman. Troutman. Does Troutman have any flair on him? It's like falling any apart. at least ten pieces of flair. How much flair? We what kind of flair are you looking for? Buttons, pens, maybe a uh, severed Kuatoa head with the uh, blood dripping out. <laughs> yeah, he's just got a Kuatoa head on a chain just around his neck. 
It's blinged out. His and his next two some eyes. cross swords, maybe you know. No, he's uh, he's literally just uh, wearing sort of like a um, like a, a loose button up with an apron over it, and you know his trousers and boots. I'm gonna while I'm examining this head, I'm gonna call out across the room. Uh, barman, did you kill him yourself? Aye, I did. Tell me about the battle. And that's when you hear Imra, the cook, uh, Calder's wife. You hear her uh, from the kitchen, and she says, What Calder fails to tell you is that he was incapacitated by poison, and I killed the trench fiend. I'm, I'm inclined to believe Imra. And he looks, and he's like, Okay, yes, Imra was the killer of, of the trench fiend. However, you know, much, much blood was spilled, and I f- failed many a fish man. I'm gonna like stroke my beard and chuckle as I look back at Calder and uh, Imra. You know, go back and forward. Right. Uh, but you said you're inspecting the head. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Pepper's on the sofa. Well, before she's got her feet kicked up, just blazing by the fire, just waiting for a beer. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna order two more. What for me went for her. Okay. I like this man. Uh, uh, Larry so is here. staring into his mug. Oh, seriously, same. And what are you doing, Zook? So after our conversation, I'm I'm going to. Greet my new friend, uh, the tall person in the in, in the, the center of the room uh, uh, that Bjorn introduced. I'm so excited to meet him. So I, I like scurry up to him and I tap him. Hello, sir. My name is Zook. I'm a wizard. How are you? Who are you? I want you to ask yourself two questions. Why am I talking to this man? And how would it look if he cobbled my face into a hobby horse? Do you like hobby horses? <laughs> Question is... Would your face make a good hobby horse, or would it make a better raggedy doll? What's your favorite? Well, for you, I think that with that shit-eating grin, I think I could make it into a hobby horse. Mm. But if I did start at the tippy top of your ippity ears and and started carving around, I don't know. I could I could take a Jiminy bar and just kind of wedge myself in there and just uh, kind of let nature take its course. So that's. That's what we're going to ask ourselves on the second date. Well, lucky for you, I'm not really fond of horses. They're really tall and aggressive. I can't really fit on them. Well, how about Pepper you go find up. me? To be fair, so is he. Everyone's tall, tall and aggressive, that is. Everyone's tall to me. What did you say about my height? Oh, honey, trust me. I appreciate it. I admire it. I love it. I wish I were you. She's very uh, insecure about her height. <laughs> During this uh, exchange, what's uh, Nick's doing? I'm just standing there witnessing everyone fall apart <laughs> in the corner. I've made so many friends today. In a chair, eating my food. Who is uh who's doing what? So I know we know that Peppermint is on the sofa, warming I am her feet. Stroking my substantial beard while admiring the uh trophy. Okay. Yeah, me and uh me and Bjorn are vibing. Reviving. Okay. Vibe check. Checking out the trophy. Uh what about Zook? What's Zook doing? After my a elated conversation with Larry. I'm gonna find myself a seat, crawl up the seat, of course, and wait for my mutton. Okay. I'm also waiting for my food. Okay. What about Larry? Uh, I find myself staring longingly into my nut cocoa with bread, not marshmallows. Okay. Uh, well, Imra emerges from the kitchen and she starts to hand out, uh, you know, multiple plates in arm, and she starts to just dole out the food mutton to everyone who asked for it she even gives you a warm uh half loaf of bread that you know hasn't been dipped in watered down beer or uh scraped up from the back of a 
cabinet or anything like that. Uh, and she's just making the rounds. Uh, Calder is still talking to the red-cloaked man who entered the room. Is there anything that anyone else wants to, uh, wants to do currently? Did she come by me? Yes, she has made when her way When she comes by, I ask, so how did you do it? Do what? The, I, I kind of... Gestures. Made. Kind of nod toward the Kuto ahead. Mm. Yeah, the Trench Fiend was an interesting case. Really, how do I put this? They're very craven little monsters, aren't they? They'll never attack you directly. It's always from the underbrush or from behind. Or... What was interesting to note about the Trench Fiend's clans that it had unified, and that's that's surprising in and of itself, is that the Kuotoa united, period. Because they're prone to infighting and madness and all kinds of strange, fishy things. Who knows what they do under there, under the water. The Trench Fiend was, was special. About... I mean, look at the trophy. About two to three times bigger than your average Kuotoa. I mean, like, I've, I've, I'm I'm from, like, the high mountains. I've never seen a Kuotoa. Uh, they're about as tall as your little friend is over there. Which one? There are several. Uh, the, the little, little one. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the clarification. The, the child one. Oh. Yeah, they, they rarely ever get over three feet, but... This thing was a monster. They're uh, they're particularly fond of using a, a strange neurotoxin that they get from pufferfish out in the bay. Really strong paralytic. Yeah, uh, it was a prolonged battle. They burned down the old inn, and uh, after I beheaded this one, uh, the rest of them scattered, and we seized all of the gold and other trappings that they had seized from shipping lanes around here, and we rebuilt the inn and bought it. Pepper pipes up. Do you think there are any left? Kuotoa? Oh, definitely. Well, but the ones that are bigger. Bigger? Mm, probably not. This was sort of a once-in-a-generation kind Seeking of thing. Seeking revenge type deal? I doubt it. Like I said, the Kuotoa are prone to infighting. They're not really uh, ones to typically unify. But, you know, those are from infighting. the glory days. I get it. It burned down the end. Clever. <laughs> clever barkeep. Very clever. Yeah, those were the glory days. After that, Calder and I settled down, had a couple of kids. We had Gershwell around as a sort of assistant manager and groundskeeper, and it all just worked out in the end. So it did. Yep. Anything you else hope. I can get for you? No. No, you've given me enough. Okay. Hey, I've got something for you. Sure. Where in the ever-living fuck am I? Uh, you're at Fior Point. Yeah, but that's great. But um, can you just specify how I get here? Well, you came in up the road, didn't you? Well, yeah, no, I know that, but... I, to, well, the, the crazy thing is is that I don't exactly remember when I got to the road. Oh. This conversation piques my interest, and I kind of walk over. Oh, Last oh. thing I remember, I was weeding my garden, as I am wont to do on most mornings, and the next thing I know, here I am. I understand. You're one of the windswept, aren't you? Came in off of the storm. The, the what? The wind yeah. swept, dropped off by the storm from somewhere else, huh? The storm. Yeah. Happens to a lot of people around here. I don't remember a storm. Not many people do. But if you stay around long enough, you'll see them. What they sort they of manifest like? on their own. They bring things with them, take things away. It's kind of just rule of law around here. I you know? just like look over at the other people in the room. <laughs> the tempests appear. They've been known to drop off cities, erase mountains, you know, change the courses of 
rivers and lakes. It's sort of just a unnatural phenomenon of the whole yeah, place. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really great and all, but um, I wasn't finished weeding my garden. So if you can point me in the direction, I'd be happy to get on my way. And she like looks at Zook and she's like, this one can stay. Magic's oh. a wonderful thing, and you can't really explain it. So I'm okay with this. This is fine. The old place I was at sucked. <laughs> so at this point, rolls that the uh, the red cloaked man approaches, and he uh, sort of makes his way around the room. He's he starts asking questions uh, first to uh, Pepper and to Bjorn. He says, uh, "Have you seen anything strange around here?" Be specific, boy. What do you want? <laughs> uh. Trout the the Troutmans have reported a missing cow. Have you you know have you seen signs of a cow? Have you happened to see a cow on your way here? Well, I saw a sow. <laughs> Could this just be a case of a swapped out consonant? Or no, uh, I mean they have they or I guess had a milk cow and it's gone now. But I mean if you haven't seen anything, I mean what about you, uh, gnome, my good sir? How uh have you? Have you seen anything? I've seen many out of the things ordinary. in my adult life. I look to everyone and gesture. I'm an adult. Pepper's cackling. But a cow is not one thing I've seen. I've seen many a pig. It, very just a large pig. Uh, how long ago was this cow disappeared from this land? Well said. Mm. Well. That sentence was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, well, if... Anything, it was probably just stolen, as most things around here are. Oh. Uh, that's when Imra pipes up. Uh, I mean, we have had break-ins recently, but they never take anything. It's just... Who would break into a place and not take anything? Are they, like, friends? Let's, friends don't break into your What I'm, I'm getting to is... They do. <laughs> it's locked. You know, I, I had some herbs taken from the kitchen, but I mean, they didn't take. You know, the rooms weren't ransacked. It was just, you know, some some prints on the floor and otherwise. What kind of prints? Just, I mean, they weren't strange. It was just like some mud smeared and a trail around the kitchen. They came in through the back door and came and left unnoticed and didn't take anything. Not that we have much to take. All of the gold that we got from the Kuotoa, we invested in a bank up in. Corathus, the capital, and not much here in an inn to steal. So they're friendly burglars. They're just coming to say hi. So what I'm hearing is you don't know how to send me back. No, I'm I'm afraid not. I, that's the thing about the storms is I mean, most people that go in don't come out. I um I pipe up in the middle of this. I'll find your cow, but it'll cost you more than mutton. We're willing to pay. We're kind of heartbroken about it. We raised her from a calf. And she lost her own calf last year. She's really all we have in terms of. Just keep the food. Besides and booze, just, Sue just Ellen, keep the food and booze coming, and Kev- we'll find the cow. Kevin, uh, is your character wearing like a hat or anything in particular? No, no, no just, hat. Just nice, well, dirtied, nice clothes. Dirtied, nice clothes. Button-down shirt, some pantaloons. We did kick fancy him in shoes. The mud. Fancy shoes, but obviously no, everything is. No, we dropped is, him in the they mud. Dropped me in the mud. That is a very multiple times anecdote. And kicked mud on me. Okay, I like my friends. Uh, the red cloak man uh, says oh uh my apologies Uh, i'm fieran and he holds out his hand to bjorn first and he says bastard Uh. (laughs) 
I'm gonna look at him and just say, I don't remember asking boy. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You misunderstand me. I am a bastard. Well, you know, I'm sorry. That sucks, but uh, you don't have to put yourself down in my presence. And he uh, he looks at you, and then he sort of pinches his, the bridge of his nose, and he says, "Oh, you're windswept. You're not from around here." Obviously, I'm a bastard. I'm a, I'm a sellsword. It's a sellsword company. Oh, based out of the capital. I'm. I was hired. I was sent here to find this cow. I pipe up again. I keep hearing this windswept thing, and nobody's explained it, other than a storm, of which none of us remember. I look over. You're talking about us. The things that we held dear, our hopes, all gone to the winds now. <laughs> yeah, the storms pick up anything. They drop things <laughs> off. No one can really explain them. They just are. You know, you wouldn't be the first people picked up and dropped off. A lot of the original histories of this place were written by people that were dropped off here. Started their own families, and now here we are. So this is like a hub. This is out of character. This is like a hub. Like this inn right here, the lucky the lucky lizard, is like a hub for all of these windswept people. No, this is just a building. But I ah. would say that the world you're in, yes, is a, is Maybe a hub. Maybe has the building ex- itself been windswept? No, we uh we rebuilt this after the Kuotoa burned it, the first one down. I say we, uh, Imra, and her husband rebuilt this in. People leave when they've been windswept. Can you get home? Anyone that's gone back into a storm, and there are, you know, they're a weather phenomenon. They sort of appear and disappear. Uh, the ones that go in don't come out, and no one really knows where they go mm. or what happens to them. The best wizards and arcanists and warlocks have all tried to discern you know the mystery around this phenomenon but uh, no one ever really produces any answers i cut him off um as much as i appreciate the history lesson back to the matter at hand the cow the cow uh you're you're willing to help find the cow i am willing to help find the cow for a price uh that can be arranged uh i can give you a fee based on what I would have been paid, at least a cut of it, the the company would be able to reimburse you for any efforts. Yeah, but I mean, are we guaranteed this fee? I mean, you say that people just like pick up and get swept away by the wind here. So like... Did the cow get swept away by the wind? I don't know. Right. I hope not. Otherwise, this would have been a, a wasted like, effort. Like does like the, double, the, the, the fingers to the eyes. And it's just to, like, me, to my mind, it sounds like uh, we should enter into a contract and uh, he should buy us all drinks to seal that contract. Uh, Pepper's like, yup, I knew I liked this man. Look, there actually is a uh, formal contract that I can sign you onto. I can get you drinks. Uh, and he sort of raises a finger in Calder across the room, starts to gather more drinks. And he produces an actual physical contract off of his person, spreads it out on a table. And uh, he produces like an inkwell, like an ink pot and a nib for you to sign. I'm going to call it Calder. Take me to the barn. To the barn? Yeah. Take me to the cow, where the cow is. <laughs> Was. Was. And that's when you hear on the window. Everyone sort of turns. And then you hear it again. Followed by many, many more against the windows. It's just... It's just... I, uh, I look at the... Uh, I'm going to call him the boy. I don't know if he's a grown man or not. but The boy. One of yours. He's not mine. No, no, the guy we're talking to, not you. 
Oh, I thought you meant the gnome. <laughs> not him. I'm an adult. Thank you. I mean, not looking. Not one of I mine. Mean. Is anybody wearing a hat or headgear of some sort? I do not believe so. Perfect. That's what I needed to hear. Okay. I'm glad I could do that for Don't you. Don't ask why. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to unsheathe my battle axe from my back. Okay. I'm going to walk over to the window to investigate said noise. I'm okay. going to uh, take a scrap of cloth out of my little uh, uh, tinkerer's kit. Okay. About <clears throat> three, three feet long and uh, three inches wide and begin tinkering on it. Okay. As part of my class building. Sure. <laughs> Are you making yourself a hat? We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Larry story. starts to uh, cut apart a tablecloth. <laughs> and Nyx approaches the window, and you approach the window and look through it. It's kind of grimy, but, you know, you can see the... kind of, like, wipe it with my sleeve. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's the same sort of um, weather outside. You know, it's gloomy, heavy fog. Um, there's some, you know, rain streaks you're trying to look through. When you hear it again, almost right next to your face, except it breaks through the glass, and you hear an object patter onto the wooden floor and roll away. I turn around to see what on earth just came through the window. Okay. Do a search check. What do you want me to roll? Uh, this would be, like, uh, perception. It's going to be a d20 roll. Did this thing, like, did we all see this event happen? Or uh, rather, did we hear it? Are you we, would definitely hear it. I mean, are we aware of the yes. event that transpired? I would yes. like to roll an investigation to examine what came through the window. Okay. Are, are we all? <laughs> are, <laughs> I hope yours is better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say oh, it all damn. All right. I rolled a five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got see. that. Uh, we got that fatty nineteen. Uh, Twenty-three with proficiency, sir. What did, wait, what did you want? Wait. Do you oh, want me to okay. add my proficiency? Add, my proficiency? add your proficiency yeah, so and your skill level. Seven. Your wisdom. I got three, good eyeballs. So 18. Yep. You have perception. No. Doesn't matter. It's 18. 18. So, 18, so 18, 19, 23. One. One. <laughs> your eyes run backwards. No, you. literally sees nothing. I rolled goes seven. Blind seven, all right. Yeah, uh, Zook's over by the fireplace trying to stoke the fire when he blows fireplace ashes <laughs> into his face. My eyes. Oh. Yeah, he's he's rubbing his eyes furiously, and the rest of you. Um, I just can't tell what it is. It flew right past my eyeballs, and I'm yeah. No you're, you're, Nix is in shock, <laughs> and that's when you know Bjorn. You sort of move a table aside with one hand, and that's when you know uh, Larry locates an object on the floor, almost like a little, like a, it looks like a rock on the floor. Uh, but you go to touch it, and it's sharp to the touch, like a sharp rock. <laughs> It's a jagged stone. So perceptive. <laughs> uh, you said you did investigation, correct? Yes, 23. Like, okay, and you have proficiency. All right, yes. so you hold it up into the light, and it's a weird sort of faded, almost pinkish color. You sort of hold it up into the light, and it's not a rock. It's a piece of coral that has been napped into a s circular shape. Okay, so it's like a, a flinted stone that basically would be like a Neolithic tool. Yeah. And that's when you hear, still looking around because the glass is shattered next to your face. He's blind. And that's when you hear from outside in the darkness, Troutman, we know you're in there, Troutman. <laughs> Friends of yours. Troutman and Imra slowly rotate and look at the window. And that's where we'll stop for the day. Okay. Oh, I'm happy. Well, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic.
Um, get this thank you for running that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to split some skulls. I, yeah, this is a really good introduction, I think. I was going to ease into it nicely. Like somebody's hat and make it glow permanently, like bright red. Ah! And use the fucking line like, Zuck, with your hat so bright, oh, won't you guide our expedition tonight? Oh, oh. my goodness. I'll, I'll you use what. that next time. I have so many Christmas uh, themed so puns. So are you fashioning I, I, a hat now? Is that what you're tinkering Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to fucking give the good cobbling. Yeah. David. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Wait, no, finish your original sentence. I David, want to hear you David, play that. David. No, out yours is better. <laughs> David. I know when you're smarter, at least funnier than me, so. Oh my god, you I'll really tell you think what. so? <laughs> David. Just work with me. What, Ian? What? I'm already destroyed over here. What? Make my beard glow. Oh my god, that's a great idea. Wait a second. Isn't your beard red? It is. Okay, just make his beard glow. Make it happen. That was the thing, Kevin. Thank you. Welcome to the fucking party. <laughs> I can't see. What do you want? I know we don't have hats. Physically can't see. My eyes are gone. But I can be the giant, hard-charging barbarian with the glowing beard. Oh, that I was going to give you a fucking like portable sound music, dude. Have you do seen it. what the artificial class does? Do it. Make it happen. Pimp my ride. God. Before this, before this runs away anymore, uh, this has been great. Uh, had a great time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my name's Colin. This has been Megan. This is Ian. This is Kevin. This is David. This is Cora. And we are your friends game, and we will see you next week. Also, you need to pet my beard. <laughs>